It's time for Verbal Tap, the show that would have won the World Cup if it was about MMA comedy podcasts. I am your host, Kevin Phillips. With me, of course, your majesty, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing this evening? That was good. Can we do the opening again? Sure. Uh, I don't... Is this just about me saying your majesty again? That I'm here with you. Uh, well, I mean, you don't have to uh, redo Raph the is... opening. You just redo my intro. Yeah, of course. Here, the man that I have to refer to in Roy... You are awesome. I, I mean, I'm not saying you're not, but I have to specifically address you all evening as your majesty. Your majesty, Raph Esparza. Thank you. Kevin, how are you doing today? I've Sir been... I've been better. <laughs> I, you, you're not required to call me anything, by the way. That's not... Oh, no. Peasant, I oh. think, is something I just feel in the moment right now. I, I will call you. It's, yes, peasant. Go on. It's a beautiful Sunday evening. Um, mm. We're doing it today because your majesty over here has a show this week. And I also Although, when have... you say it like that, there is like a hidden kind of... <laughs> <laughs> because your majesty has a show this week. So pick and choose where you use it appropriately, please. Your majesty does not appreciate it. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know what that criticism was for. <laughs> I'm doing the... Okay. Uh, well, you have a show and I have a show this week. So we're getting it out of the way early. And we've got exclusive stuff with Cody Bam Bam Bullinger coming up on the podcast this evening. I am stoked. Yes. Yeah. And now, okay, hold on. Before we go any further, why are we doing the podcast today? Because I have rehearsal tomorrow on a show the next day, but you let me know for sure that you couldn't do tomorrow. What is tomorrow for you? I don't. I don't know why you're specifically calling this out. You. You have rehearsal on a show. I have a show this week. We just. We were trying to get it done early. Um, but there's I, some reason that you can't do tomorrow. What is that reason? I have plans. I'm going with my girlfriend to mm-hmm. to a concert. We're going to see a show. That's a great. Which concert? <laughs> Why is that important? I don't think anyone... I think it might have some information that's telling <laughs> to our audience because, you know, you love going to concerts. The last concert you went to was Justin Timberlake. So <laughs> what is this next concert that's going to top that? It's that so you're sad. just as excited about, if not more. <laughs> that you're able to keep a running inventory of the musical things I catch. Oh fuck it! Fine, I'm going. We're going to watch Sarah Bareilles in concert. <laughs> wow, wow! This is the worst person you could go see live. No, this is perfect. Kevin. Yeah. Why are you going to see her? Because she's telling the world that we finally got it all right. Ooh, and I love it. She's making a stance, and that's that. You know, acoustic music will survive. I think that song, because I think she only has one song in my brain, is the most annoying song in the entire world. It's on the commercial all of the time. Yeah. I believe it has to do with being brave. Bravery. And I swear to God, every time it plays on the commercial of her being, I want to, like, I want to shoot the TV. And so now, of course, the person who I am connected with on this podcast is like, I love her. I'm going to see her tomorrow. She's the best. I don't just love her. Like, we're going to catch her in concert on a Monday evening. 
Um, oh. Yeah, well, I always thought Brave would be a really great theme song for us, so I'm disappointed to hear that Your Majesty, you don't feel that way. Well, this is why one of us is royalty and the other is trash, so... God. There's that. Speaking of, you've been to... 23 gyms in the past week? How many? You did a tour of 47 gyms? Am I getting... I have that number written down. I don't know why. I wish. I wish I could (laughs) go to that many gyms and survive. Like, have a body that actually would cooperate with 43 gyms in a week. Uh, But no, I I visited three different gyms this week. All of them great in their different ways. Uh, But it started off over at Higher Ground Jiu-Jitsu over in Roland Heights. Kevin, can I tell you a little bit about why this is the most depressing to me? uh, This place? Please do. Okay. This place is the gym of choice of our good friend, Mr. Jaime Gonzalez from BJJ Rants. And we've been meaning to train together and for the longest time. And I finally happened to be in the neck of the woods where he trains, which happens to be where I used to grow up as a kid. Okay? That's a lot of, like, that's a lot of information, first of all, but this is just a lot of cross-section. Yes. That's cool. It's a lot. So I'm happy he's training out that way. But let me tell you this, Kev. When I moved back to California in about 2008, 2009, I was looking for a place to train near where my parents lived. And that place didn't exist then. Oh, that's personal. Yep. So when I got there, I looked around and I go, oh, how close is that from where my – oh, my God. It's two miles away. Are you shitting me? It's two now miles away? Yep. It's super close to where I grew up. And so now all these kids have all this jiu-jitsu that they don't even know what it was like growing up without a place to train there. So these kids have everything now. Oh, fuckers. You know what yeah, I mean? I They've got YouTube. Yeah. They've got terrible. Fucking all this. It's just Google. Google. They don't ever have to go to Blockbuster and suffer the disappointment of not finding something to watch. Or having Shit. to rewind. Oh. These kids will never know what having to rewind and getting a charged a fee for that. It, it, that's a, the biggest bitch in the world. Uh, I want to explain that to someone serious. who's 15. I just want to ask, like, how much would you pay to have someone just nav- to move the video cursor back for you? <laughs> just be like, what are you talking I think about? the hard part is I've now realized that at some point we're going to have to explain what DVD discs are and what they were used <laughs> for. And that scares me. Like, looking at my DVD collection right now, I realize, oh, no. I'm going to have to explain to a child why we have these things that you can instantly just look at on the supercomputer. Yeah. (laughs) Why do you have... Enough about (laughs) us being old. Uh, No, it, it was amazing. And in all seriousness, this gym is so much fun. They started off their cardio with playing two games of soccer inside. I got a little tiny like kids ball that's like that you give a puppy to play with and we took it way serious. I'm talking this was World Cup level competition, Kevin. That sounds awesome. I saw a meme of you playing that did not look like it did not look like World Cup. <laughs> it was rough. It was uh it was their their instructor Brown Belt um Sean who scored a goal on me and I was not pleased about it. Uh, more so because he also has a great cross collar choke. Yeah. So between that and the amount of pressure he puts there and then scoring a goal on me, it's kind of like you have it all, Sean. 
That would really liven up jujitsu or soccer. Well, fuck it, either one. (laughs) Just incorporate a little bit of (laughs) either one. The others into it. Kept selling out both the sports I love, (laughs) one of which he loves dearly. but I mean, this place was so awesome to train at. Really, really cool people. It was an honor and a, a true treat to go ahead and train with our buddy uh, Jaime. And uh, if I can tell you to go over there, they were so cool. And you know how patient you have to be with me in jiu-jitsu. So they were, were super helpful. And uh, I can tell you this. Um, right after we played the two games of very competitive soccer, which I think took about 30 minutes. I don't think I'm exaggerating. By the time we finished, I looked at them and said, oh, that was the class, right? <laughs> mm, that was it, right? We don't have to do any more? Oh, oh, now we're doing the class. This Everybody is- else is all done, too. No? Yep. <laughs> a lot of sprinting in soccer. It's very tiring. But, it's a crazy warm-up. Yeah. So we did that. I also went to 10th Planet Headquarters out here in Los Angeles, which is at the uh, Tap Out gym in uh, downtown LA really cool stuff got to watch Eddie Bravo teach for the first time that's fucking cool you went yeah. to the 10th planet HQ you walked yes. into the mothership I did oh, you I did. And it was strange and you know that I started 10th planet so a lot of the concepts I understand but now it, it's so different uh, just even the stuff the way that they modernize what they're doing all the time so continuously and uh, I got to roll with our good friend Brandon McCatherine, so he was a beast, really helpful with me as well. His team is all a set of killers who are coming out to go compete at Gracie Nationals up here in California. But oh, awesome. uh, getting to train with them was great. And I'll say this about Eddie's instruction. I've watched videos of him instruct, and I've watched him kind of give technique demonstrations. But like the way he does it is an approach to almost philosophy – for this advanced class that they have that it's it's like 20 different concepts being thrown at you all at once and it's fascinating that's pretty fucking cool i've yep. watched i've watched i got caught in an eddie bravo youtube wormhole recently mm. and it's i mean it's fascinating because the amount and the speed in which he works at is really cool to watch uh but all of those people who were there were just killers. They're so great. I love learning as much as I could from them. And I was trying to absorb because I was like, where does my lapel grip go? <laughs> I'm what? confused. How do you guys keep the wrist? Oh, oh you don't know. Oh, I'm just asking Grab questions. Grab the pant leg. And then what happens here? Um, so that was a blast. But it was, it was, like I said, it was really fun to roll 10th Planet again. And then I also trained over at Cobrinas, which guess what, Kev? I've got a group on, so I can go back there. What? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what every true jujitsu nerd. That's the sentence. That's what gets it. I've got a group on. I'm going back to Cobrina. That, <laughs> that place is huge, there. isn't it? It's pretty big. Yeah, it's it's good. And when you and uh, John shot that video of the flying leg drag with Isaac. I just remember mm-hmm. you guys walking in, and I was super confused. I was like, when are they going to stop walking through jujitsu <laughs> mat sections? It's like, I feel like they've walked around this gym seven times. Well, I'll also tell you, just because of the, um, I guess, the backstory of all this, a verbal tap exclusive, if you would. Uh, John just walked forever. Like, John <laughs> could walk faster, but he also didn't want to walk so fast that the camera would fall behind. So... <laughs> <laughs> when Jevons is right in front of you and he's just kind of taking it easy, I look at him and I go, you can walk faster. 
<laughs> you can go a little faster. So I don't know if that maybe helped with the the difference so. of it. But I don't think so. Yeah. But and it was awesome. great to roll with their their, uh, their folks over there. I, I mean, I've just had a great week of getting to meet new people and, and roll with them. So that was really cool. Rolled with some fucking people, too. Got to see Brandon McCatherine's mm-hmm. shiny head. Uh, he's going to like me very soon, by the way. That's just a, oh, is a, he? That's an internal teaser. Yeah, he's gonna find. Mm. He's gonna like me very soon. Um, you got to, that new and upcomer. I'm sorry. Did you say it was Eddie Bravo? What was his last name? Eddie Bravo. Like, yes, <laughs> Johnny Bravo. That would be so awesome. I just like it when people mispronounce like really popular people's names. Oh, yeah, um, obviously, especially with Eddie Bravo. No, that's badass. <laughs> And then um, Cora Borna? What was the last one? Is that Cobrino? Someone's choking me next time I'm in L.A. Without question. I I will introduce you to all of those people, and I will be like, here is a sound clip of everything he said about you. Have at. He hates wrist locks. Go. (laughs) Yeah, I got wrist locks, by the way, on Wednesday night. Oh, did you really? Absolutely. Was that Uh, me? It it might it felt a little like I, that's what I was gonna tell you. I was like it felt a little like it was just because you had requested it. There were <laughs> other things he could have been doing, and he just completely switched his focus to wrist lock. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, we'll call it that. Hey, which fight are you looking forward to more? UFC Fight Night or UFC Fight <laughs> Fight Night on Wednesday or Fight Night on Saturday? How many events are there happening in the next two weeks? Because I'm lost. I don't know where we are anymore. Which fight night are you talking about? 422 fight nights. No, I'm talking about Cerrone versus Miller as, I guess, the one I'm – I'll just say that's the one I'm excited to fight. I love watching – Donald Cerrone. How do you not love Donald Cerrone getting in the cage anymore? He's been like an insane person. It's the Mm. best. Yeah, I know. He's he is really somebody to watch. And you know, between the Cowboys' wonderful stand up and Miller's great submission game, and it's not to say that either are a slouch at the other, uh, what I didn't mention, but oh my god. Just right. think of the possibilities for that. This could be a really fun fight. It's like what they always do these, they have some really sneaky great fights. Like we get to see a lot of Tim Kennedy on some of these fight nights. Him and Donald Cerrone mm-hmm. are like those two candidates that get to slide into these and always put on a show. So people yeah. should watch that. Uh, um, I mean, that's the most exciting thing that's happening. Yeah. yeah. I would say within the next week, maybe within the next two weeks, I would probably say I'm pretty excited about Robbie Lawler versus Matt Brown. Yeah. If you're wanting to skip right Pat, I, me too, but I'm going to be condescending for a second. Your majesty, because there is a fight in Dublin, Ireland on Saturday, July 19th, 2014. And I only mention it because I believe Ireland is still on the cast system, right? Mm, I don't really follow Ireland news, but I'll take your word for it. I mean, I didn't, I didn't major in Ireland in college, so I guess I don't fully know, but I think they do. So I just thought they'd like... But as a white person, aren't you supposed to know these things about them? Yeah, I do feel like I have like a certain intuitive knowledge. If I went, they'd let me vote, I'm sure. Um, I'm also a little bit Irish, so it really hurts that I don't know this. Good for you. You know what? Next podcast, I'm going to know a lot more about Ireland. 
That's a promise. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> People are like, no, that's okay. No, not necessary. <laughs> um, well, are you ready to bring on our really talented, multi-talented guest, Cody Bam Bam Bullinger? You know I am, and I'm really excited for people to hear all of the shit he's been up to. I am too. It's insane. Uh, mm-hmm. So myself and your majesty, <clears throat> Rafa Sparza, will be... Verbal Tab fans, we have back uh, arguably one of our best-looking guests, and uh, we're finding out more and more about maybe why he should change his name from Bam Bam to Full of Surprises Bollinger, fresh off a World (laughs) Series Fighting 11 victory. Cody, how are you doing this evening, sir? I'm doing awesome, man. How are you guys? Good. Uh, Raph and I were just talking to him before air, as we normally do. And you just let it slip that you're a stunt man now? <laughs> yeah, man. I'm playing a a part in some I don't know, it's uh with Frank Grillo and Nick Jonas and Matt Laria. It's um like a big MMA type T V series and um I look exactly like one of the guys, so um yeah, I'm the stunt double now and get to do all the fight scenes and pretend to fight. <laughs> That's awesome. Three things. One, <laughs> um did you say Nick Jonas is in a Jonas brother? Yeah, that's yeah, that's him. Okay, <laughs> actually, number thing, he's actually really, really athletic. Like he can do some crazy shit that I wouldn't expect him to be able to do. Like, have you just looked at him and been like, "You want to go, bro"? I I, I want to roll with them just so, like, you know, <laughs> the superiority complex, like, you know, but <laughs> but no, they're all really cool guys. So it's uh, it's working out pretty good, man. Number two, are you Nick Jonas's stunt double? <laughs> no, I am. Uh, his name is Matt Laria. Mm. I was kind of hoping that they would like slap a wig on you, and then someone <laughs> may have mistold you that you look like one of the Jonas Brothers. And uh, number three, this is the most important one. This is genius because do you make more money being a stunt man than you do a fighter? Um, I, I make really good money with World Series. But um, yeah, man, it's it's crazy. They uh, it's all unionized. So I literally one of the days I showed up and I was there for two hours and left, and I I, I got paid a lot of money for that. And um, I mean, if I could do it every day, yeah, I'd be making more. Wow, that's insane. This is so cool. After all those years of getting hit in the head, who knew you'd end up just uh, getting the moneymaker <laughs> right. acting like you've been getting hit in the head? This is great. Yeah. Exactly. Plus, I've been clamoring. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, it's um, it's weird because like the way they make us, you know, do it. Like we have to miss by two feet, and they say like, like because I'm I was trying to get as close as possible, like make it look good. And they're like, no, you're making it look worse. Like you know, the farther you miss, the better it's gonna look. And throw your punches like this, and it's weird because it's the exact opposite of everything I do. So <laughs> yeah, I'm still like kind of learning. You know, it's not just super easy. Like they're changing everything. So if I look like shit my next fight, it's because of that. Yeah, I got really nervous that at some point you're just going to start missing your punches entirely. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to be happy with it, too. It's going to look weird. 
I've been clamoring for a fight show on television. Is this, and this one sounds like what I'm looking for, which is like a dramatized version. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, it's actually, I, I've, uh, I've been like behind the scenes and stuff for like the last month or two. And I honestly, I, I think it's going to be a pretty cool show, man. I'm actually going to tune in and watch it, so we'll see. Well, of course you are. I guess that bodes well in letting us know that maybe Cody's done stunt work for other shows he's not as proud of. You know, <laughs> maybe he's had the other connections. He's been a stuntman on iCarly. <laughs> there was an Dora in- the Explorer, the live show. There was an infomercial. He did a really cool trapeze thing that was very underrated, but he didn't tell anybody about. So, yeah, it's good to know. You know, Cody. Now that I think about this, you really have taken two careers that you you really think as a kid that I guess you've always been practicing for. Uh, what did you find comes most in handy for being a stuntman, though? Um, I, I guess just the background, you know, the wrestling and the, the mixed martial arts aspect, it, it works really well with the whole stunt doubling thing because all they're doing is having me do fight scenes. So, I mean, it's, I mean, it's like a walk in the park, man. Besides them changing a few things, it, uh, it's pretty cool because, you know, they ask my opinion, you know, they respect me as a fighter and, oh, should, you know, should we do it like this or what would make it look better? And, you know, I actually got to help, like, choreograph part of the fight and it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I like that, as you say, you're behind the scenes. Part of me hopes that you also venture into other departments. You go, you know, can I see the script real quick? I just I feel like this character wouldn't say this. He's way more of a badass. Also, I think your angles are a little low. Can you shoot it up higher? Pops over and yells at the lighting guy. He's like, get my fucking face in this one. Jesus. Uh. Cody's like, no, I'm usually just hanging back, making the money and going where they tell me to. That's the, you also have two of like the greatest one liner bar jobs now too. MMA fighter and stunt man. You probably have to. Yeah. Right. Like sound like a total badass i fit yeah. in the count perfect you should start telling people you work for state farm i don't know maybe like people don't believe you so just keep that in the hopper it's like what do you do for a living uh long-term life insurance i believe heavily in investing uh cody talk to us about we'll switch gears to the uh sorry he just dropped that on raf and i so we got very excited um, but we'll look forward, and we're definitely going to have to talk to you again when this show pops out, and we'll play a little game called Was That Corey or Not? We'll figure it out. Or Cody, I'm sorry. Now I'm throwing. I'm naming Jonas Brothers. Um, Kevin's already failed at part one of the game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to. We'll like, is that Bam Bam? I'll just stick with the nickname. Makes me easier. Uh, talk to us about World Series of Fighting, because I also got to see you. I don't know why. It was just like I was right there as I turned on World Series of Fighting. And I was like, I let's see if Bollinger's fighting. And, of course, you were the next fight, so it worked perfectly. That was actually my stunt double, man. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he fought for me. Wow. <laughs> um, He's good. No, that guy kicks ass. He did a great job, right? <laughs> But no, um, the the fight went good, man. It uh, I had a good time. It, I obviously didn't plan to take him down and submit him. Um, that was the last thing on my mind. But you know, like, I mean, I say in every interview and in every fight, you know, I, I just go out there and I try and hit the guy as hard as I can, and wherever the fight goes, it goes. And you know, I just I, I like to be prepared for all angles. So it, it definitely worked out really well. Did you think you had the guillotine? 
Um, looking back now, like thinking about it now, I thought I, I think I could have finished it, but um, I don't know. When I got there, I was just so mad at myself for pulling guard, you know, being a wrestler and dropping back on a guillotine. I felt so stupid. <laughs> so I was just, I honestly, I held on to it and I, I didn't want to blow out my arms trying to squeeze for it. So I just held on to it long enough to kind of work the sweep and, um, it worked out. Yeah, I honestly couldn't believe he didn't tap. I thought it was deep when I saw because it really looked like you had the forearm under, and at one point it looked like he thought about it, and then he just didn't quite. So I'm always curious because that does it takes a lot of arm strength, but when you've got it, you obviously don't want to let it go. So I was just curious what the what the decision making there was. How long before you start working a sweep when you when you get a good like tight submission hold like that? Um. You know, honestly, that was the first thing in my mind. Like I said, I was instantly mad at myself for dropping down. I should have, you know, kept that in a front headlock and worked some submissions there. But, um, yeah, as soon as I dropped back for it, I was like, all right, well, I need to get my, you know, butterfly hook in and get ready to sweep him because if he gets out right now, he's going to bust my face up with elbows. And, uh, you know, so I was just kind of holding on to it till it felt right, you know, and just till the right moment came along to go for it. How does it feel to now be putting together a nice resume as a submission wrestler? Uh, specifically, you know, do you feel like you're really owning this fact that you're like, man, I guess I'm pretty good at jiu-jitsu because I think I saw somebody say, I think I'm ready for my next belt up to somebody on their Instagram. Is this true? <laughs> yeah, man. It, um, it, it's good, you know. I, like, you know, in January I fought Tyson Nam and he was supposed to knock me out, and we went through rounds on our feet, and I won. Uh, this guy was supposed to submit me. Uh, I tapped him in the first round. So it's uh, it's good, you know, going out there and doing what people don't expect me to do and um, just being able to go out there and fight wherever the guy's best at and still come out on top. So it's, um, it's definitely fun getting to show how much I evolve each fight. No shit. And you spent a lot of time in, in top position. Is he at like a – I saw him go up for the uh, really fancy ha- like handstand kick, sort of showtime move, and then <laughs> some of his guard. It looked like he was like a capoeira jiu-jitsu, but only like twenty percent of both. Am I getting that right? Was he a capoeira fighting, or was he just trying to surprise you? I, I think he was just trying to catch me off guard. You know, he he knew he was the underdog in the fight, so I think he was just coming out. You know, just going balls out. You know trying to knock me out or he gets knocked out type deal. Um, I don't know, man. I just think once we hit the ground, he he got a little overwhelmed, you know, and I think it definitely caught him off guard. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know if that was Capoeira or, or what that was, but it uh, it landed, so good props to him. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a flashy kick. I don't know. It's, uh, I always just look at it. It's just one of those kicks. It's like not in one million years would that be my go-to. Would yeah. I be like, I got to pivot up on my right hand hard and go swinging my feet. <laughs> that would be rough. Um, as you secure the back, you start to lock in. You immediately get the you get the full you, triangle. triangle. Thank you. You triangle across his ribs. Um, what were you thinking? Did you know you were going to sink in the RNC or were you going to just try and pound him, which is also your kind of MO. You tend to like to just smash the hell out of people when you have them on the ground. Yeah, I just, uh, I was really focusing on position. A lot of guys get 
you know, really overzealous and they'll get a good position and go for submission right away and, you know, lose it when they could have taken their time and, you know, finished the fight. So as soon as I got his back, you know, I figured there was maybe a minute. I don't know. I thought there was less time left in the fight. So I just figured I'd keep position, win the round, you know, catch my second win and come out and smash him for two more rounds. But, um, you know, he opened it up and gave it to me. So, you know, I went for it. I, w- I wasn't planning on, you know, going for the RNC. I was just going to hit him a little bit and kind of keep position and see what he gives me. And he gave it up. So I took it. <laughs> I will say, you know, Cody, there was a nice moment where Cody favorited like a nice comment from me. And I was like, yeah, Cody, we need to train at some point. You live too close. And I see this fight, and I go, nah, I don't know if we need to train. Nah, we're good. <laughs> nah, I think we're, we're pretty okay, we, good. We I, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm totally watching it, and that's fine. But it's like watching your fate happen in front of your eyes where I was like, what did I just agree to? <laughs> I <laughs> well, just put I a death hit out on myself. I mean, it's a different world, though, you know? Like, it, I'm, I have no problem admitting that if I rolled with Pablo Alfonso and we both put geese on – He'd make me look like a little girl and toss me around the mat, probably. But, you know, it's a, it's a different world in MMA, and, you know, black belts aren't, you know, the secret to success anymore. Yeah. And that I think that's the, the perfect attitude to have about it. Having said all that, you know, when this is transitioning and this is happening and, and you, you get that great uh, rear naked choke in, you know, are you a little disappointed that you didn't get to beat him up a little bit more in the way that you like to? Like, are you just a little sad at yourself that you're like, oh, I really wanted to punch him in his face? <laughs> I, I Honestly, I would have liked to hit him some more just because him and his teammates were, you know, they were pretty vocal about him knocking me out and tapping me. So I would have liked to beat him up a little more. But, um, you know, I won't complain about tapping him. <laughs> <laughs> or your stuntman tapping him, obviously. Oh, your, yes, yes. Your stunt double. Verbal tap exclusive. <laughs> you find out all of the real answers that you, you never do. Yeah. Whole different person <laughs> fighting. They've got this working out. It's like uh, we've drifted also into the plot of multiplicity, I think, a little bit too much, which is not typically um, a great reference. We do have to ask, though, you weighed in, I believe I saw it, 138 and a half. Yes, sir. Like a real fat ass, first of all, all the way down at one thirty-eight and a half. <laughs> Rap and I were checking. You couldn't look. You couldn't have looked skinnier to us. So it's probably a good thing you're headed up to one forty-five because it was just like he looks fucking rail thin. Um, tell us a little bit about how that feels right after you, because you see it on the scale, and I never know like quite how close, but you gotta feel like you're close at one thirty-eight and a half. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was close to weight, but close doesn't cut it. And, uh, you know, I missed weight. There's no excuse for that. And, you know, I just, instead of possibly missing weight again and disrespecting an opponent or the organization I fight for, I'm just going to go up to 45s, uh, add on a little muscle. I mean, I'm 170 right now. You know, I can fight at 45s. I've done it before. God. Yeah, I'm big, dude. I was like 160 the night of the fight. With no IVs, what? we couldn't even get an IV going because my veins were so shot. Jesus. I mean, we okay. tried 10 hold on, times hold on. and didn't even get an Let IV. Me, I'm going to stop you right here. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not maybe the best person at math, but I'm doing some very quick numbers. And it <laughs> appears to me that if you're normally hanging out at about 170, you have to lose 35-ish pounds, right? Yeah, give or take. Okay. My follow-up question to that is, why do you hate your body? 
man, honestly, I would have never dropped the 35s if it wasn't for the tough show. Um, you know, they, uh, they asked and I said yes and I made it once. So I figured I could still make it, uh, for World Series and, and obviously I'm still having problems with that. So, you know, just, uh, stop trying. I'm going to stay alive and not kill myself and be able to fight for longer than five more years. So just going to go up and have some fun there. Yeah, because I, I, I worry about that, but I also wonder, you know, was there any resistance to doing 145 for any other particular reason? Was it just because you felt that you were branded as a 135-er and you needed to follow through on that? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I I made it before, you know, and I, I don't know. I just I felt like I could keep making it, and, um, you know, January was a, it was a really, really hard time making it, but I made it, and this time was really hard, and some things happened that uh, made the cut a little harder. And, um, you know, I can't, I don't know the future. I don't know if I'm going to have a sauna every time I go to cut weight, you know, and I'm not going to spit out excuses, but I, I, I'm just going to go up to 45s. And, you know, no matter what happens, if I don't have a sauna or plastics or, you know, anything, I know I can still make 45s um, regardless. And so, you know, I'm going to cancel out all the variables that could happen and just go up and have some fun and uh, hopefully beat up Rick Glenn soon. <laughs> you are putting out a hit on Rick Glenn <laughs> in a way that I'm not sure I've seen, uh, I guess, in you before or just around. Uh, what is it that you think makes it such a great fight between you and him? I want the belt, and he has it. That's what makes it a good fight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he has what I want, you know, and he uh, – he recently fought my buddy Georgie. We trained together, and Georgie was schooling him. I mean, Georgie put a clinic on him in the first round, and then uh, a freak accident happened, and he ended up winning the fight because Georgie was hurt. And um, if they don't give Georgie the shot, I want it. And uh, you know, I I really think I can beat Rick Glenn. His stand-up's awesome, but besides Georgie, he hasn't really fought anybody um, worth mentioning. You know, and I think he's overrated. Uh, he, he's had a great camp. I mean, Duke Rufus is one of the best in the world. I would, you know, love to train with that guy. But uh, I really think Glenn's just overrated. And I really think I could put on a good, good, impressive show against Rick Glenn and really show my skills on the feet and on the ground. And, um, yeah, and he has a belt. <laughs> <laughs> as good as reason is that. <laughs> uh, so I have a question, and this is going to get a little personal, at least for Raph and I. I weigh 207 pounds. What I have, I have, this question's in two parts. What weight should I, do you think it, it would be achievable for me to drop down to and fight at? And then what fight do you think I would, what weight would I have to drop to win at? Those are the two questions. <laughs> um, I, I definitely think you could be an 85er for sure. Um, Better just put on some weight, man, and go to um, <laughs> Just get bulky? No, I'll tell you this right now. We have to keep Kevin away from 205 at all costs. <laughs> I just, I've seen the level of fighter that comes in at 205, and Kevin is not there. Like, Kevin wouldn't know what to do with somebody. I'm six foot. Who has, so, Kevin, I yes, get nervous. But you also don't have hands. So that would be a very terrifying thing for me to watch. John Jones is 6'6". Six, six. I'm just saying, isn't he? He's somewhere up there or whatever it is. Those fuckers are tall. True. Um, what weight? Okay. As far as 
as far as winning, man, I, I don't know. I think we'd have to, uh, at least for the first couple fights, we'd have to set you up in like a, a co-ed <laughs> 185 division. Like, you know, I don't know. We'll I feel like 135 <laughs> is a place where I could compete. Uh, and at, at that point, I'm going to have to like chop off a leg. I mean, a limb's coming up. That's not an achievable weight cut. Yeah, man. Well, now that I'm at 45, 35 is all clear for you. you I, I was actually going to say 45, but because you're moving up, I don't want that conflict. You know, I don't want to fight my friend. And frankly, I've seen the way you fight. Yeah. I'm not interested. Yeah. It'd be embarrassing when you beat me up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Ruin my life. Or if for some fluke reason you're 147 and I make weight, I'd never shut up. Just so you know. I would never <laughs> yeah, stop yeah. screaming. And I wouldn't be mad. I'd be grateful. <laughs> yes. I mean, Cody, if we're we're being fully honest here, um, Kevin did compete at a jiu-jitsu tournament. This is one of the saddest stories I think I've heard in some time. Kev, were you not cutting weight and what happened? Uh, uh, so not like really cutting, but just li- I was definitively trying to lose a pound a day. So I was sticking very close on like a regimented diet. So yeah, I guess I was cutting weight a little bit uh, to get below the one the 195 threshold. It was like 182 to 195, and then it was 195 to 220. And I was like, well, God, I don't want to be fighting someone who's 220 pounds. Uh, they didn't have enough people in that division, so they split it down to 190 and below and 190 up, so I had to fight one. I had to fight anybody above it. I was 194. <laughs> I was like, awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, you got to love those jiu-jitsu tournaments. <laughs> I was like, great, great audit, How'd you decide? That's all I wanted to know. But it was beautiful. So, so, so the struggle was real to Kevin as well. He, he every time there's a, a bad, I guess, weigh-in decision, I think that's his first sympathy to go to. I can to. feel it. Uh, now, the thing is this, and I, I am nervous to ask this because I've never in any remote time, like Kevin and I, even were thinking, we're like, what weight class would you be fighting in? <laughs> I've never once considered this, but I leave this to you, Cody. What you've bet me. What size and weight should I be fighting at? How much do you weigh right now? Right now, that's, that's, that's a rude question. I was going to say the man has a <laughs> that's, just, that's just rude. It's a holiday <laughs> post weekend. I have not had time to process the Fourth of July. <laughs> going through some things. <laughs> oh man, um, I, I, I think you can make thirty fives or forty fives, man. Holy fuck, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You could make it, dude. No. Come on. No, 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 no. That's no, the type no. of positive. We don't need that positivity. Any tips that I give you, just do the opposite and you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> 138.5 and a half is so little. Yeah. It's such little weight. Like, for Zone is 5'10. Goddamn. 5'10", coming in at 170, just normally chilling, and then going down to 138. Is, he sneezed and had know. to take a 20-minute nap the day it happened. <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, so 145 is what's next. You're stuntmanning like crazy. Um, is that consuming all of your time? Like, how are you – how much – I guess, how much time is involved in the stuntman? I mean, we know like you're training pretty much – Constantly, how much of the uh, stuntman gets your time? Um, it it just depends, you know. Like the the last episode we did, I only had to be there for two days, and the first day was two hours of rehearsal, and I was done. And then the second day, 
Um, I was there for 12 hours, but I only filmed for like 30 minutes. The rest of the day, I sat around, ate food, and got makeup done. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's a... Yeah, pretty relaxed, man. Those guys have it good, dude. Have you been in? Like, has something happened to you at all? Because my understanding is that stuntmen are supposed to do the more dangerous stuff. No, um, I, I took a little blow against like a wall. I because they want you to like exaggerate everything. So I exaggerated it like I was supposed to and actually hit my head on accident, but that was my own fault. <laughs> um, besides that, no, man, it's uh, it's been really, really, it's been a great experience. You're probably great to work on set with. They're like, oh, is the Bam Bam kid okay? It's like, not only is he okay, he's taking full responsibility. It's like, oh, are you serious? Let me tell you something. Oh, great. This kid's great. <laughs> I tell him. Hey, take this punch, make it a little bit bigger. He throws himself into a wall. This kid's the new thing. <laughs> Pulls cigar out of his mouth. That's perfect. <laughs> I guess I'm interested in this because, Cody, when we do eventually train, I think that you're going to have to give me a course in the stunt work aspect of it because when you say that you're exaggerating it, I imagine like somebody punches you and you're like flying, like you're throwing yourself and running into the wall. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's um, it's funny. Like they, uh, one of them was like, I, I get kneed to the body, and they they literally made me jump like two, three feet in the air from like uh, <laughs> a week. And I was in on a shot too, which is the funny thing. Like I have a double leg on this guy. He knees me to the body. And it like makes me fly up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds amazing. What's the name of the it show? Do great. we get to know that? Yeah. Um, it was called Navy Street. I think they changed it. It's, it's called Kingdom, I think. It's going to be on DirecTV. Yep. Yep. I've, I've actually heard of this production, so that's why I was like, I know what he's talking about here. That's really strange. <laughs> uh, I guess when that is happening and you are there, and I do have to really know the answer to this. Like, when you're going through the stunts and you're kind of going through the motions – and you you already are now analyzing that you want in on a double on something. Is there ever a moment when your fighter brain is clicking on where you're like, I could take this guy. I just need to – I need to just circle around. That's all I need to do. This guy doesn't even know. Yeah, there's <laughs> – yeah, when we're going through it, man, it's funny because, like, I know what I would do. And then, you know, so I go to do it and they're like, no, 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 you got to do this and – no, he actually throws you here, and I'm like, that would never happen, like, ever. <laughs> I don't care. Like, it could be Fedor, and he wouldn't do this right now, like, you know? Uh, that's when they get pissy. They're like, tell that Bam Bam kid to shut up. We don't need his guff here. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know how to fight. What's he talking about? <laughs> this is stage combat. It's for... <laughs> it takes it very seriously. Um, what else you have to... Any big hobbies that are coming up? The people want to know. Um, no, man, not really. Just uh, kicking it, man. Enjoying family time, training. You know, I'm still healthy. I didn't, you know, get any injuries in the fight. So I'm just, you know, staying busy, man. I, I like staying busy because I get bored when I don't have anything to do. It's like ADD or something. So I stay busy and, you know, have fun with the family. And hopefully I can fight soon, man. Do they have an idea of when you are uh, looking to fight again? I'd like September, and they're uh, they're trying to figure it out whether or not I'm fighting Glenn or not. So we'll see, man. Hopefully, I can okay. fight Rick Glenn in September. If not, 
I'll I'll fight anybody else they offer me. <laughs> we'll just if not, I don't fucking care. I'm gonna beat the hell out of them. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ali likes me, man. He uh he he calls me, and you know before he even tells me who it is, I tell him I'm in. You know, I I don't care who I fight. It's just you know, I just I like fighting. You know, I don't see the point in picking fights at this level, at least. You know, it's uh, you got to fight them all eventually, so why not? Yeah, again, that's just not the way I, I see the world. But I definitely get you. I hear for I hear the, yeah. that's the no, way I, you're I, I hear it. Um, you know, Cody, we ask you this every time, but this is a, a a big one, and I know you've been one of the best people with a great sense of humor about this. Was there any remote thing that somebody tagged you with when they? when you missed weight that you thought was actually funny that you actually were like, all right, I'll give it to you. That was good. Um, yeah, there were, I mean, I can't remember exactly what they said, but there were a couple of people, you know, that made me laugh, but, um, you know, there were a couple of assholes too. So it, uh, it all kind of blends in, you know, but there definitely were a couple of people that I laughed at. I just didn't let them know. <laughs> 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 and they'll never know on this podcast either. <laughs> Uh, yep. We don't want to encourage <laughs> hatred, but you know, if it can at least yeah, be funny, then the <laughs> then the mockery <laughs> becomes a little bit more. Uh, I just like to think if there's any lasting uh, thing or legacy that we can leave here at the podcast, it's to treat people badly but fairly, yeah, and funnily, yeah. At least be funny about it. Exactly. That's the <laughs> that's the takeaway here. That's a good the more you know episode. If you're gonna ridicule someone. At least uh, put some effort into it before you go. Well, Bam Bam, we always appreciate it, or full of surprises, Bollinger. Uh, I actually think you should strongly consider that nickname change. I get the other one fits you. I get it. But I'm just saying. Um, we were earlier referring to you as the David Beckham of MMA. Uh, that was actually just me. But now that I know about the stuntman thing, I'm going to stand by that. Because to go Hollywood, it's all about looks, right? Isn't that the whole... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's able to keep the fight career and go Hollywood, which is especially cool. Um, Cody, we always appreciate you coming on the podcast. People, please go find him on Twitter. Follow him. Follow him as he continues to pursue a World Series of Fighting belt. World Series of Fighting is getting continually better. Um, each card seems to be more and more fun. We appreciate you stopping by the podcast tonight. No, thank you guys for having me on, man. It's always fun. And uh, if anybody else would have called me and asked me to do an interview tonight, I would have told them to go fuck themselves. So, <laughs> and, uh, you, you, no, seriously, I wasn't, you know, when you guys hit me up, I was having family time. But I made oh. time for you guys because you guys rock. So thank you. I appreciate that, my man. That's uh, that's truly nice of you. Always the family, man. Oh, of course. This is why everyone that trains with you really likes you, too. This is why you get good. <laughs> yeah. know. Well, please get back to that family, and thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, Cody Bam Bam Bullinger. Stuntman extraordinaire, uh, all-around great guy. I love his answer. It was his hobbies. He's being a family guy, just devoting his time. Cody Bam Bam Billinger, always fun to have on the podcast. Your Majesty, what do you think of this? You're more Hollywood in tune than I am. Uh, pulling off a stunt career while he's doing some fighting? 
You know, I think he's got the stuff. I think he could really be a good stunt guy. Uh, and I think he's got the right kind of stunt work going for him because not only is he doing fight scenes, but it sounds like he doesn't have to do the falling stuff, which is probably the more worse of the stunt stuff. Yeah, no shit. But maybe it's a gateway because they're going to need like um, the, he kind of looks like Jason Statham and I'm sure Death Race 27 is coming up. So we might see him flying out of Listen, a window. The Kev, possibilities are Kev, limitless. I can deal with you doing a lot of things but convincing cody bollinger that he looks like jason statham is just mean it's just mean <laughs> i was from a stunt perspective mm. they're probably like the same exact well, size unless he's cutting weight jason. yeah <laughs> jason's like five six probably realistically I, think I take offense to you saying that <laughs> It's. I can't wait for Expendables three. By the way, sorry that just immediately. I can't either. I know. Lit up my. We might have to do a review of that one. That might get podcast. Let's, yeah, there. let's put that on the the marker for podcast review <laughs> of Expendables on the official Verbal Tap calendar. Wait for it. I mean, Ronda Rousey's in it. So. Yep, it's MMA related. She's obviously in it way longer than she was in that last. Title bout, ayo. Okay, well, you know, it's time for your majesty and I to do shout outs. Um, Mm -hmm. It sounds like you have a lot. I can never tell. Uh, We talked about some drums. I don't know. You're always, don't don't you have a lot? Out there in the epicenter being a nice person. Um, I was out in Austin where Dave Gordon or Gordo, as the locals call him, Hooked me up with some jujitsu school help and some just amazing jujitsu, which is always helpful. I appreciate when they do that. So if people get a chance, Brazilian Fight Factory out there, North Austin, over by the domain. Locals will know what that means, Raph. It's nothing big. It's just the way we all talk in Austin. We're having it out. MMA, BJJ Training Center out there in Chantilly, VA. Great instruction. Some good no-gi work. Love it when we go no-gi. Uh, Saturday was a blast. Though I got wrist-locked, as we previously mentioned. I guess it was Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, and don't forget to check out BJJ Finder, the world's premier jiu-jitsu school locator. Helping my friend Rob, who's in Chicago right now, trying to find a jiu-jitsu school to go train at. So check it out, y'all people. That's going to do it for me, Your Majesty. Rafa Sparza. Mm, thank you. You know, Kev, it's not just being called your majesty. It's it's taking yourself with the light that comes with it. There is a, there's a feel that you have to have. You, know? you sound like Ben Oon. Right ah, you, you probably know. No, I don't know, know and yeah. I hate it. So could we just... As somebody who's only living life as a peasant... Um, Let's go ahead and start our shout-outs with Valley Martial Arts Center. V-Mac! V-Mac! V-Mac. Let's go ahead and start off by shouting out, uh, man, uh, our friend Bryce. So, as many of you know, we do something called Marcelo Madness over at Valley Martial Arts Center. And uh, the significant other of one of our folks here, uh, Pam, our friend Bryce, decided... That while he doesn't really like jujitsu all that much, 
he's totally cool with hating himself and forcing himself to do the crazy cardio workout that we do before working out. So, yeah, he's been doing that. and he, Dude, he beasted it. He was, man, he was killing people as he was doing it. So it was like, yeah, he fits in. He's just cool guy, nice guy. He always comes around whenever we have our belt promotion ceremonies and we just like it when we can involve people who are the jiu-jitsu significant others or spouses because we know how much time they give up so that we can go do our crazy pajama hobby that we all have. <laughs> pajama hobby is a great new name for jiu-jitsu, by the way. That'd be a good Hashtag t-shirt. it. Trademark. Yeah, tra- I'm writing it down. Hold on. I'm just going to tweet that out right now. <laughs> Hashtag pajama hobby, pajama. and we'll see who the fuck talks about it. <laughs> Uh, so I want to thank them. I want to thank the great people over at Higher Ground Jiu-Jitsu. Such cool people. We're going to throw up the uh, Instagram video that we did for the World Cup. I couldn't have had a better time. I knew I was going to love going to this place the second they started playing soccer. And just the moment they put me on a team, from the second we started playing that, I was just part of the gym. And those are the greatest places to go train because they just treat you like family, even though you're a new guy and a stranger and super helpful. Loved it. 10th planet LA. Like I said, great honor to watch uh, Eddie do his thing. It makes me wonder what other shit that you see. If you're there for even a month, a week longer than just a day and how much your game improves. But I found a crazy new trick that has been fun to utilize on some of the new people. So I think it'll be a, a new little trick in my my bag. And uh, just the last thing, our good friends over at Cabrinas. I'm glad I get to use this group on now and go over and train with these guys consistently. Um, so thanks to them for the great gyms. Let's also shout out Travis Conley, who won a big brown belt competition. I saw that. T. Munsky. Wasn't that awesome? Yeah. Yep. It's pretty sweet. Uh, apparently, there was something that went down with the people who were throwing I, it. I was and- just going to say, we need to chat with him. I got to find out what happened. We need to get the exact story on what it was, but uh, more of the story, the fighters prevailed and got to get themselves together to make their own tournament on the fly, which is not only commendable, but way more awesome for the spirit of fighting. So shout out and props to them and uh, shout outs to our friends over at Artichoke Media. Marshall Carper has a new DVD instructional out that's written by Matt Kirtley and it's about their crucifix. And if you're Jaime from BJJ Rants, you are trying ever so crazily to get it on me and let me tell you guys it is not a fun thing so i look forward to the dvd instructional release of how raf shouldn't put himself in bad spots continuously <laughs> once that comes out it'll be quite good uh so go check that out at rshokemedia.com our good friends over at jits magazine uh we may have some stuff coming out with them really soon that we're really excited about and uh, I guess our last one is going to be our good friend, Jonathan Greek, who's a good friend of the podcast. And we just say, I want to say, yo, hope you're doing well. And uh, we'll see you soon, buddy. All right. That's all yeah, we got. And to Eric Jackman, go fuck yourself for making me call Raph your majesty all episode. But that's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night. And what is it, Kevin? Your majesty. <laughs> I will become yours and you will become mine.